What's up, motherfucker? Hold on, I hope y'all watching this shit. First round, real quick. That are in those training rooms with him know how good because he, he just knocks dudes out real quick in the first round. Yeah, but now we're gonna get a good. I might fuck with this guy. He just to me, he was, at, I thought he was a con artist. No, they're just based off his look. They're edge. Holy shit! What the hell just happened? What's up, motherfucker? Welcome to the Gonzo Sports Room. Monday, March 7th, 2022. Got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about uh, UFC 217 over the over the weekend. Covington versus Masvidal. LeBron James went off Saturday night for 56 points. Uh, Packers offer Aaron Rodgers a deal. We'll talk about Calvin Ridley getting suspended for a whole season for uh, betting on uh, Falcons games. Uh, we'll talk about the Warriors in the NBA struggling. Talk some NBL, MLB talk. Talk a little bit of everything tonight. So, uh, if anything you guys want to talk about, get in that comment section. And we will talk about it. All right, before we get started, don't forget we're live Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money, a sports betting show. Come join us. We're giving out winners. Uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We're also live Monday... Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern with GSR Gonzo Sports Room, our sports talk show. Except on Mondays, sometimes if we do a if we do Coon Dogs Corner with DCCW, sometimes our Monday show gets pushed back to 10 o'clock Eastern, like it did tonight. We also have a pro wrestling podcast, GWR Gonzo's Wrestling Room. It's a weekly podcast, drops every Sunday at 9 a.m. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Most places you listen to podcasts, you can find us. If you'd like to listen to the, or watch the video version of it, I should say, you can find that on YouTube at Gonzo Sports Room. While you're there watching that, hit that hit that subscribe button, hit that bell so you get notifications of when we're live. Got a lot of content. You're a UFC fan. There's content on there. Uh, I gave out my uh, I did a preview and prediction show earlier in the week. Uh, my uh, I went nine and four on my picks this week for UFC. I usually I try to do that for every UFC. We cover uh, pro wrestling, NBA, NFL, 
But whatever you guys want to talk about, just put it in the comment section. We will talk about it. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room. That's where we post everything about our shows, whether it's our picks for uh, Easy Money, daily picks for Easy Money, a sports betting show, to uh, interview announcements, to live stream announcements, any anything like that. All gets posted on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Gonzo Sports Room. Or you can find me at Chris D. Gonzalez on Facebook, Chris Gonzalez at Gonzalez Sports on Twitter, and Chris Gonzalez on Instagram. Check out our merch store, streamlabs.com forward slash Gonzalez Sports forward slash merch. You can see some of our t-shirts behind me. Uh, we have hats, hoodies, long sleeve tees. I have some new stuff that will be dropping real soon. I will also have some new GWR shirts on hand here in about a week. So if you, if you need a GWR shirt, uh, get with me and, and I will get you one. We will have those some on hand available here in about a week. All right, let's jump into tonight's show. All right. Hope everybody's having a great evening tonight. I'm watching some Monday Night Raw and watching some, some of the Warriors and Nuggets game, kind of flipping back and forth, checking all of them out a little bit. Check and make sure everything working right. Yeah, let's let's start out in the UFC 272. Had a pretty good card. Uh, fights went pretty good. I went nine and four on my picks that I gave out for uh, for the fights this week. Like I said, you can find them uh, preview and prediction uh, videos we put out. You can find that on our YouTube page or our Facebook page at Gonzo Sports Room as well. So make sure you check those out. Like I said, I went nine and four this week. Uh, I think the week. The last one before that was like eight and one. Uh, I've been doing pretty good on UFC. Uh, the main event, Covington against Masvidal, ended up about like I thought it would. Uh, I knew a lot of people thought, for some reason, thought Covington was going to go in there, try to stand up and strike with Masvidal, and it just it was just going to be like a kickboxing fight. Uh, I, I knew it wasn't going to be. Uh, it's just plain and simple. If he if he would have stood up and just done a kickboxing fight with Masvidal, he's probably going to get knocked out. And you're fight, you're fighting a guy that used to be your, your best friend. Now you're a bitter bitter rival. So the last thing you want to do is lose this fight to, the, to this to this dude. So you're you're going to do you're going to take the path that you know is going to get you to victory. And Covington knew that the way to win that fight was what he had to use his wrestling. Take Masvidal down, get him down. Try to get, try to do some damage when you get him down, and that's what he did. He dominated the fight. A lot of people thought oh, it was boring. All he did was take him down and just hold him down. So he he advanced some. He was trying to do stuff. The other thing was, it's hard to control. It's hard to control a guy. So if you're holding the guy down, that guy can't get up. You're doing something. You are controlling a human being from getting up to where he wants to get. It's not easy to hold to hold a motherfucker down. Not easy at all. And people want to get on, oh, it's boring. All he did was hang on. He didn't do nothing. If he'd have fought or he'd have lost. If you, want, if you want to see a kickbox, if you want to see a fucking kick, stand up fight, just uh, punching and kicks, go watch kickboxing. It's, it's fucking MMA. Mixed martial arts. And a lot of times the wrestlers are some of the best guys that get that step into that damn cage. But Covington, Covington knew what he had to do to win that fight. He went in there with the best game plan to come out with a victory. He didn't go in there worried about what 
I was going to think, what you were going to think, what any fucking body was going to think. All he cared about was what he knew and what he thought. And he went in there with a great game plan. He, he, he threw some strikes, kind of wild strikes, but basically pressure, get, get, uh, get Masvidal up, up against the cage where he don't have nowhere to go, and then and he went for the takedown. And he, he kept taking him down. Hey, I'll give Masvidal some credit. Masvidal done pretty good on uh, on his defense on the ground because he stopped Covington from doing a whole lot of damage. So it wasn't all that Covington wasn't trying to do anything. A lot of it was that Masvidal was on on the ground, was making it tough, where was making was making Covington uncomfortable, where he wasn't comfortable enough to try to advance. Because of the defense of what Masvidal was doing, he was afraid he was going to lose his position and either end up on bottom or get or go back up to their feet. So he was doing what was smart, what what was going to make him win the fight. It, it comes down to it comes down to winning the fight. Chess, you can say, oh, if he's boring, fans ain't going to come. Fans ain't going to come. How many people you think about that pay per view last night? And if you had coming to the Masvidal fight again, a bunch of motherfuckers would buy it again. Or if they're not buying it. Or watching a stream somewhere where they wherever they can find a stream, and, and then it'll be the same dudes that will come on here. They're just casual fans. They'll come on here and tell you, "All I did was lay on. It was boring. That was bullshit. I'm glad I didn't pay for that fight." Watch the fight. Understand mixed martial arts. Go go back. Watch some of the old fighters. Watch Gracie. Go watch the go watch old school UFC. What? Learn, learn more about mixed martial arts. You get these fans that just come over and watch one fight. Oh, man, it's boring. I want to see a knockout. Is, hey, I understand knockouts are more exciting, but hey, the name of the game is the win. And that's what Covington did. And then Covington done it. Covington done it because he went in there with a good game plan, stuck to his game plan, didn't fall into the trap of just trying to stand there and brawl with him. He went in there and stuck to his game plan for all five rounds and, and, and dominated that fight. Masvidal had limited, limited, had limited success, limited success in that fight. For the most part, Covington dominated that fight, and I'm, I'm not saying I, I like Kobe, Kobe Covington. What I'm saying is Covington went in there with a smart, a smart game plan, and he executed his game plan really fucking well, and, and that's why he came out to a victor. And I guarantee you, when he's catching that check, that check for Probably, I don't know, mil or two million. How much he made? He's catching that check. He ain't worried if I if I like the way he fought or if you like the way he fought. He ain't worried about anybody liking the damn way he fought. As long as he as long as he gets that win, got got paid good, and now he's going to be trying to get another title shot. I personally don't. I mean, I don't want to see him in Usman three. Uh, there's not there's nothing in them first two fights that told me that Covington uh, Covington can beat Usman. It'd be different if they were closer fights, and we really thought uh, Covington had a chance to beat uh, Usman. I mean, who who really thinks Covington has a a great chance of beating Usman? Yes, he could catch him, but I mean, the only way I see him beating him is if Usman makes a big mistake and Covington's able to catch him, or because I, he's not going. Covington's not going to out wrestle Usman uh, like he did Masvidal. I'm not saying Covington won't be able to get a takedown. 
he's not going to be he's not going to dominate him on the on the ground grappling wise like he did against basketball. It's just not it's just not going to happen. So I I mean I don't I don't want to see uh, Usman and Covington three. Uh, I don't know where you take Covington. Uh, I know he's number one contender or whatever in the rankings, but I say Usman fights another fight, and you hope Usman loses, and you can uh, put Covington against uh, whoever wins the winner. But I don't see Usman losing until hey, I'm telling you, I, I, I really want to see a, a fit. Uh, I, I really want to see some of these younger guys. There's some younger guys that have a lot of talent. Uh, that Makachev is tougher than hell. Uh, you got man, you got you got some tough guys, and you you got a guy. I mean, I can't think of his name right now, but you got a guy that's coming up that uh, I think will get the next the next shot with uh, at Usman, and I think he deserves it. And it's it'll be a good fight. I don't know if he's ready for that level of competition with Usman right away, but it'll be it's going to be interesting to see it and see what happens uh, there with that. Uh, uh, what was it Kazmat Chimamev? Yeah, I, I, I do this tougher in hell. It's going, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting if they make that Chimamev and uh, Usman fight. I, I, I think that'd be a real, real interesting fight to watch. We'll see what they do there. And then you have, man, I'll tell you what. Yeah, Rafael, Rafael Dos Anjos fought uh, Marciano. I'll tell you what, this Marciano, Marciano dude is one tough son of a bitch. This, this dude got was getting his ass beat. His eye was basically swollen shut. He told the doctor he could see. Doctor cleared clear him to stop go. I thought there was two or three times when the doctor came. The doctor came to the ring like two or three times. I thought for sure the doctor was going to stop the fight. Uh, going into the last round, the referee told him, "You you got thirty seconds. If you ain't showing me nothing, I'm I'm stopping it." The whole time, the announcers or, or the commentators, everybody was saying that their corner should have stopped it. I feel like their corner should have stopped it too. I mean, sometimes you got to save a fighter from himself. You got to save the guy from himself. I mean, I mean, he gained a lot of fucking fans last night though with, with the heart he showed because he was getting his ass beat, couldn't hardly see, and then all of a sudden, boom! He he started throwing he started throwing some bombs and was hitting. Looked like he might have Dos Anjos in trouble. And even in that last round, that last round he ran, he landed some big shots. They, they were throwing. <clears throat> And it looked like, I mean, if Marciano would have came back and won that fight, oh, man, it would have been crazy. People would have went nuts. But he, uh, Marciano, man, he showed a lot of guts. I know for sure he gained a lot of fans because that's what that's what people like to see. That's what people pay to go to the fights to see as guys go at it, give it their all, and leave everything out there. That's what Marciano done. Taking that fight on like four or five days' notice, on quick notice because his tested positive for Corona, so he took it on short notice. Uh, I'd like, I guess he may be a rematch with uh, Marciano with Marciano having a full camp preparing for those stadiums. I think maybe Marciano would fare a little better. Uh, I, I, that's a play, I, that's a rematch I would like to see personally because I mean, Marciano, yes, he got dominated a lot, but there was moments, there was a lot of moments that he was in that fight. And I think you give him a full training camp, uh, he, it, it, there's going to be even more moments that you feel like that he's in that fight and is going to have a chance to win. But it's a re, it's a rematch that I, I think would be great to see. I mean, I think it'd be I think that'd be an awesome rematch to see. Hopefully, we get to see that. 
Then you, man, then you have Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell. Let me tell you something about Thug Nasty. Hey, Thug Nasty is a bad motherfucker. Edson Barbosa ain't no slouch, man. Edson Barbosa came into this fight 22 and 10 on, on, in his career. He's 36 years old, ranked number 10th in the world. And uh, everybody knows he's, knows he's a great striker and has good kickboxing, good leg kicks. Uh, he, he has 13 wins by KO or TKO, so he has decent power. He's fight, he fought Bryce Mitchell, who's 27. Dude hadn't fought for over a year due to breaking his hand. He was 14. Mitchell was 14 and no going in this fight. Mitchell has great grappling. And he, he has decent striking. He don't have elite-level striking, but he's not a bad striker, per se. He's, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a competent striker. And Mitchell had nine wins, nine wins by a submission out of his 14 wins. And Mitchell just went out there and put on a fucking clinic. Uh, like I said, Barbosa ain't no slouch. Mitchell was ranked 11th during this fight. He has to, he's going to move up because not only did he beat Barbosa, he dominated Barbosa for probably 80 to 85 percent of that fight. He he just thought straight dominated uh, Barbosa. Uh, so, uh, was Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell? Uh, he, hey, he looked he looked tough, he looked tough Saturday night. Then you had you had Holland and Oliveira. It was a good fight. Holland Holland got the win. He was just too much for Oliveira. Uh, Greg Hardy got beat by uh, Sergey Spivak. Uh, again, Hardy just he don't have the grappling. Uh, and when, if he can't if he can't stop a guy from taking him down, he's in trouble. And then you had a guy that really impressed me was uh, Jalen Turner. Uh, I actually picked Malarkey to win this fight as a slight underdog. And, and Malarkey wasn't no match for Jalen Turner from the very start of this fight. Uh, Jalen Turner was impressive. Uh, he got the win. And same thing with Marina Rodriguez. Uh, I picked her to win that fight. But, uh, she showed some toughness in that fight. Uh, Jan, uh, Jan Exonen isn't no, isn't no slouch. That, that was a great fight there, too. Uh, so I'm saying, this, it was a solid card. I mean, I'm not saying it was their best pay-per-view, but it was a solid UFC card this weekend. Uh, like I said, be on the lookout for um, more of our UFC coverage and our UFC content. Uh, I usually give out pre do a preview and predictions uh, about every week for the fight. I missed a few because we got so busy with some other stuff, but we'll get back into it, having preview and predictions every week uh, for the next uh, for the near future. All right. In the pre, in the, let's talk. We'll talk. Uh, uh, Tim Elliott got another win in the prelims uh, at 35. He 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 looks. He, sometimes he looks better than he did when he was younger. He just had, he has so much knowledge, and he and he still and he still can fight. Uh, he has some good fights on the prelims as well. Like I said, I went nine and four in my picks for the UFC this week. So. On, or on Saturday, so for this week, be on the lookout for our preview and prediction show. It'll be it'll be on YouTube and uh, YouTube uh, and Facebook at Gonzo Sports Room. All right, now let's move on. Let's move on. Talk about a little something else. Let's talk about talk some NFL. Let's talk some Aaron Rodgers. Uh, from from all the reports I've been seeing, I guess the Packers, Packers offer Aaron Rodgers a 
It sounded like it was it was going to be an alter, altering deal. Uh, I haven't I haven't got a chance to look at the uh, details of what, if any details have came out about what the offer was. But from what everybody is saying is that the pack the pack the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers a contract offer that would alter the QB market. Uh, and I mean that's that's crazy. I still don't know what he's going to do. I from what they say, they they think about like tomorrow because he was going to do it before the salary. Before the franchise tag deadline, uh, yeah, they're saying that he got offered a market altering contract from the Packers per report, according to uh, it was Adam Schefter. Packers have made a significant long term contract offer to the four time MVP, and it, it's an offer that's so big that it will alter the quarterback market. Although the report doesn't mention the exact terms of the deal, it would be surprising. It wouldn't be surprising at all to learn that the contract offer offers worth the kind of money that would make Rodgers the highest-paid player in the NFL based on average annual salary. The current title of the highest-paid player belongs to Patrick Mahomes, who signed a 10-year, $450 million extension in July. If the Packers offer is truly going to alter the market, then the new deal would almost certainly have to pay Rodgers more than $45 million per year. There was a report, there's been a report that uh, Rodgers could get up nearly to 50 per year in a new deal with the Packers. And it's, look, it's looking like that might actually happen. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a great player, and I think you have to do what you have. You have to do what you have to do to keep him. You got to pay him 45, 50 million a year. Uh, that's what you do. Sign him to a sign him to a three a three year deal at 50 million a year, or sign him to some kind of deal if it's four years. I mean, the dude can still play. He's coming off fucking back. That's what's killing me. All these people act like Aaron Rodgers is straight trash. Aaron Rodgers is a dude. Aaron Ro Aaron Rodgers is back to back MVP. Back to, coming off back to back MVP, and people. People talk about this dude like he's horrible. Yes, he hasn't performed well in the playoffs completely. He only has one Super Bowl ring with the Packers. Yes, the Packers have wasted opportunities with having Brett Favre and having Aaron Rodgers back to back, two generational players, and only getting two Super Bowl uh, two Super Bowls out of it. Yes, I understand that. But this dude is a back to back MVP. Can still play. If you if you got to pay him fifty million a year to get him for two or three, lock him down for two or three more seasons, you do it. I know it's, it, you're already strapped on the salary caps. So you're not going to make a lot of improvement. But what are you going to do? Trade Rodgers and, and play Jordan Love? Packers start Jordan. Packer, this is no this is no disrespect toward Jordan Love, but the Packers start Jordan Love this season. They're going to be they're going to be drafting in the top five in the NFL draft next year. They're not, they're not going to win very very many fucking games with Jordan Love as a quarterback. I mean, sorry, it's just being it's just being honest with what you've seen. Have you have you heard any reports of how great Jordan Love has been a has been at practice or how great he looks in the looks looks in the uh, scrimmages at practice or 
oh, Jordan Love is making a lot of progress. You moved up to draft him in the first round, and in his rookie season, he wasn't even good enough to dress as the backup quarterback. People forget that. He wasn't good enough to dress. They didn't even dress him as the backup quarterback. They didn't want. They didn't, he didn't even have. A, they didn't want to use one of the roster spots on him. But you're telling me he's the new. He's going to be the new quarterback, the new franchise quarterback that's going to take over for the two for the back to back MVP Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Green Bay still going to be competitive. I'll tell you what. If 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 Aaron Rodgers is the lead, take comes out tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers is leaving. Packers or Packers trade him. You know, we're going to, you know what? Something interesting we're going to find out. We're going to find out if this Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur dude is really a good coach or not. Or is a lot of his success due to who his quarterback is? Is, he, is LaFleur going to have the success in Green Bay with Jordan Love as his quarterback? So say Rodgers leaves, they decide to go with Jordan Love. Matt LaFleur could be looking for a new job in a couple seasons. Because after two couple losing seasons, everybody's going to be hiring. Everybody's going to be hollering for LaFleur to get fired because he's terrible. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. We need to get rid of the coach. We need a new quarterback, and LaFleur will be gone. I'm not saying Matt LaFleur ain't a good coach. If you're trying to tell me that having Aaron Rodgers as quarterback hasn't hasn't uh, helped him, and uh, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a big part in his success as at an early, at an early in his coaching career as he's had. You told me if he had a quarterback like Jordan Love that he would be uh, that he, uh, Matt Lafleur would have had that would have his team in back to back NFC Championship game and have him in another playoff game where they they should have won the damn game if you don't give up a. a a block fucking punt. A block fucking punt that ends up it being a, a touchdown. And then you uh and then there was another uh might have been a block field goal or there was another miscue on special teams. Special teams cost him that game. Yes, Aaron Rodgers didn't play great that game. But he played good enough to win that game if your special teams do the job. But no, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody's ready to have that. To talk about that. All everybody wants to talk about is how Aaron Rodgers chokes every playoff. And there's been times he hasn't played great. There's also been times he's played good and his defense his defense hasn't been able to hold up. Look how many times in the games he scored like 30 points, 30 or more points, and they still lose because the defense couldn't stop the other team. There was times he hasn't played good in the playoffs. And yes, I think I think they I think they have wasted good years, especially if if you go into this, if you go into uh, another season and you don't do nothing, and the whole time you had Aaron Rodgers, you only won one Super Bowl. That's a failure. Sorry, Packer fans, that's a failure. You've had Aaron Rodgers for this long with the talent that this dude has. If if you, if they would have had better better. Uh, management up in the front office. This team should, should have had more Super Bowls. You have argu arguably one of the best guys to ever throw a football, and you've only got one Super Bowl out of it. 
That's bad management. That's bad general GM. You can blame some of it on the coaching as well. The coach, coach, all the coach can do, all the coach can do is work with the players that he's given by the general manager. And all the general manager can do is spend the money on the players that the owner wants to spend the money on. So the coach is like third on the pecking order. So sometimes he gets players that he probably didn't want, didn't necessarily want to pick because he didn't feel like they fit. There was another player out there that he felt like fit his system better. But instead, the GM and the owner like this player better. So they went ahead and got that player, and he has to try to he has to try to figure out how to make that player work. So it's not like it's not like being just going in there as a coach is easy. I just don't think Lafleur is going to have the same uh, same amount of success if he loses Rodgers. And I feel sorry for him if he gets stuck in Jordan with Jordan Love. All right, moving on to another topic. Still in the NFL, you have Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the 2022 season for uh, betting on games. He was, bet, uh, I guess, he was betting on Atlanta Falcons game. Uh, it was when he was away from the team. He was injured, went on the roster. Uh, NFL found out. Spending them for a whole year over it. Uh, I'm torn on this because I think I think a year might might have been a whole year might have been a little harsh because it wasn't like he was. Uh, according to their investigation, there was no. Uh, it wasn't like he was talking to players. There wasn't there wasn't no nothing like that going on. He was by himself, uh, hanging out in Miami, and he he placed a couple bets uh, on the Falcons and. Uh, that fifteen hundred dollar bet now cost him like seven or eight million bucks. It's a, I think, I think it's a harsh penalty. But I also understand why the NFL had to do what they done, because if you don't, if if the integrity of the game gets questioned and the fans, us us fans and us people that talk about sports, if the integrity of the game gets broken and we think and people start thinking that the games are, are set up, especially with how popular sports betting is now. It'd be a mess. So I understand why they suspended him for a whole season. Uh, I do think a whole season might have looked a little harsh, though, because it's, it's a guy's first defense. He wasn't doing it while he was with the team. It wasn't. It wasn't no evidence that he was commuting, communicating with somebody on the team where they were trying to make sure a team won or lost. He was just on his own, and it made a bad made a bad decision and placed a bet that he shouldn't have placed. That fifteen hundred dollar bet's gonna cost this dude like seven or eight million dollars. Uh, I, I think that's a harsh penalty. Uh, I hope, hope he hope Calvin Ridley comes back after this year and, and is in good shape, stays healthy, and has a big year. Uh, I mean, I understand. Hey, you know the rules, and I'm sure they went over this stuff with these players a lot because the in integrity of the game is the one thing. I mean. The players and then the integrity of the game are the two main things that make it are going to keep the NFL on top as as like the king in the sports world. But if that integrity gets where people don't, that people start thinking games are rigged every time we see a bad call or something, especially now, like I said, there's millions and millions of dollars on these fucking games. You got all these all these different sports books now. So I mean, there's millions of dollars on the line. People start thinking that the shit's rigged. Then it, it turns into entertainment. You lose, you lose the athletic competition part of it, and then it's ruined. Well, that's why I say I understand why the NFL had to lay this penalty down like they did. 
but I also know, I also feel like they could pay, they could have suspended them like maybe for eight games. I think eight games would have been uh, plenty. I don't know. I, I, I think eight games would have been plenty. I think the NFL was a little harsh on this one. But we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out more information about it. But like I said, from the details I saw, I think I think a, a, a whole year it was just was just a little bit a little bit too much. It should have maybe went six months or not six months. The whole season was too much. They should have maybe went eight games. Uh, all right, let's look at a little bit MLB real quick. Major League Baseball is on strike. All right, sorry about that. Damn, dog drive me nuts. No, Major League Baseball is still on strike, and they met yesterday for a whopping 19 minutes. What the fuck are you going to get accomplished in a 19-minute meeting? What was the point of even meeting? One of these sides is going to have is going to have to give in, and and, and let's start let's start a, a no, no good now. put out something in good faith, and let's start a negotiation that starts leading toward having a fucking baseball season. Nineteen minute fucking meeting. Why the hell even meet? That is so fucking stupid. Like the other day, they had like a fifteen minute meeting. What are you going to accomplish to get get this lockout settled? Where you can you start playing games, you guys start making your money again, and the fans are happy and watching baseball. When's the, when's the body gonna realize that that's more important than this fucking piston match? I understand the stuff that the players want, and I think they deserve some of that stuff. I think these owners are being greedy motherfuckers, and what and what's going to end up doing is going to end up killing Major League Baseball for fucking good, and it might be what baseball needs because right now. Major League Baseball is a damn monopoly. They have a monopoly over baseball in the United States. They have a thing where no other baseball league can start up unless they get unless they get like okayed or, or if they're, unless they're affiliated with Major League Baseball. Like another baseball league could start up and try to compete with Major League Baseball. They they have a fucking monopoly. It's fucking crazy. That's why these players that get hurt. Or, or don't make it, uh, the big leagues that been in the minor leagues. That's why, or my big guys that went to the big leagues and got put back down. A lot of them go overseas to Japan and Korea to play because there's no other option in in, in the states to fucking play. You play minor league ball, but that's it. If you don't get on one of them teams, there's no other professional option where you can. And you know, even the fucking minor league players have to work another job because they don't play. They don't play them fucking jack shit. And you got and, and you got these owners that, that won't they don't even want to listen. Neither side wants to listen right now. So one side you start they want to listen and do and, and I think it has to be the owners and the owners need to hey okay we're we're, we're going to do this and then let's talk about this. You guys give in a little on this and get to get to agreement because if you guys if if there's no MLB season this year. Baseball, I think Major League Baseball is in trouble. I'm not even talking financially. Look how bad the 94 strike. Was it 94, 94, 95? Remember, remember how bad that strike affected baseball. When baseball came back, they had lost a bunch of fans. That's why baseball looked the other way on the, 
on steroids and stuff with Barry Bonds and uh, Mark McGuire because it was it was exciting. It was bringing fans back to baseball. The baseball looked the other way. They didn't care. Well, then people started started complaining. Went to Congress and baseball had to try and everything. And then they, they then they keep these. They try to make it like they use these guys as scapegoats, make these guys look like bad dudes, and they were cheating. When baseball knew what was going on all the going on the whole fucking time, but didn't do nothing, didn't want to do nothing about it because they knew it was saving baseball. And then now you have these guys like Barry Bonds that didn't get in the Hall of Fame, and this was his last year, and didn't get voted in by these fucking 75, 70, 75 year old riders that still think that baseball and sports are still back in the fucking 50s. It's fucking stupid. Why not have a baseball season? Because these billionaire owners don't don't want to give in to a little bit of what the players are asking. It's just, that's what it comes down to. And until the owners decide to at least put a good uh, offer of good faith out there to start the talks, I don't see this coming to a close. And it could be it could really hurt Major League Baseball. All right, and the NBA. Moving over to the NBA world. Golden State Warriors are struggling. They're on like a four-game losing streak. Uh, without Draymond Green, their defense has been terrible. Uh, Steph's been playing pretty good. Clay didn't have a very good game the other night against the Lakers. I don't know. He, just, he didn't look as into it as he normally was. I don't, I don't know if something was bothering him or what. Uh, I think I picked the Warriors to win the night. They were actually – Check on the we'll check on the uh, score of that game. Try to watch us turn it back over to Monday Night Raw for a minute. See what was going on on there. Wrestling fans, they brought uh, Ron Breaker up on Raw tonight. Let's see. Let's see what the score is in a minute. They're not showing it yet. Uh, Warriors were getting beat uh, when I was watching it earlier. Uh, Warriors are up. No, excuse me. The Nuggets are up 102 to 88 with uh, or 102 to 90 with three minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, so the Warriors are down 12, about three minutes left in the third quarter against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I knew this was going to be a probably be a close game. I think I took uh, the Warriors plus the points because I thought it was, it was like seven and a half points. That was just too many points. Yeah, I, I took the well, on the or sports on the sports betting show today. One of the picks I gave out was the Warriors plus seven and a half. But right now they're not covering that, but I, I thought I figured even if they lose, it wasn't going to be by more than uh, seven and a half. There's a, right there's a bucket by Steph Curry. Now they're only down by ten. Got, Denver takes a timeout. Got two minutes and forty seconds left in the third quarter. One hundred two ninety two Nuggets. All right. Yeah, the Warriors have been struggling. A lot of it's defensively, and it's because Draymond Green is not there. He's their he's their guy that brings that grit. He's good defensively. He sets the tone on defense. Without him, they're not they're more of a softer team, for lack of a better word. They're, they're not that physical or physical team that you see sometimes on defense, uh, like when when Draymond's out there. Just everybody has it's like everybody has a different mentality when Draymond Green's on the court on the court. Because he's such a good leader, and they're missing that big time. Their defense just hasn't been up to par, uh, and, and 
it just comes down to can they outscore the other team? And then it just comes on which team which team shoot the ball better that night. And here lately, the here lately the Warriors just haven't been shooting the ball very well. And a combination of bad shooting and bad defense gets you in a, a losing streak. And that's what's going on. But I'm not wor worried about the Warriors. Like like Thompson, I think he's gonna keep getting better. More and more he plays. He's finally getting back into playing the, a complete season. You're gonna get Wiseman back. You're gonna get Draymond Green back. Uh, I'm telling you, don't sleep on the Warriors. The Warriors can, are a team that can really make some noise in the playoffs. I mean, I could, I could see the I could see the Warriors coming out of the West. I think the Suns, if healthy, are going to be the team to beat. But you don't sleep on these Golden State Warriors if if they're healthy. If Draymond Green and Wiseman are both get to come back, you get Iguodala back. Warriors are going to be a tough out, uh, especially if Jordan Poole can play in the playoffs like he's been playing in the regular season. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun one to watch. But all right, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight for GSR John Joe Sports Room. Uh, again, we're usually live Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. The GSR John Joe Sports Room. And here lately on Mondays, we've been doing it at 10 because of. Uh, We've been doing the Coon Dog Corner with DCCW Monday, Mondays at 7. On the, on Mondays, on the Monday nights, we do the Coon Dog Corner. GSR will be at 10 p.m. Any other Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's at 7 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Our sports betting show, Easy Money, a sports betting show, is live Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, tune in to it. We're giving out winners. I was 9-4 and four in the UFC this weekend. And we have a Big announcement coming soon about the Easy Money a Sports Betting Show. Make sure you keep track of our, or make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Gonzo Sports Room because we're going to have some big announcement. We have a big announcement coming here real soon that you don't want to miss. It's going to be huge. Well, I thank everybody for joining us tonight. We will see you guys tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern with Easy Money a Sports Betting Show. You'll also be able to find me tomorrow morning at 10 p.m. Eastern on uh, All Sports All Plays Network ASAP on Facebook, YouTube, Tiki Live TV. You'll be uh, you'll be able to see me. I'll be on uh, ASAP in the morning, uh, tomorrow morning at 10, and then at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'll be live with Easy Money, a sports betting show, and we'll give out some picks to make that easy money. Thanks for joining me tonight. We will see you guys tomorrow. 1 p.m. Eastern. Go check out our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. Have a great night. Peace.